guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Oxford Holy Club podcast, your podcast of choice. Have you given us that five-star rating yet? Do you know that you can do that on iTunes? It's probably not time for that plug yet, but... Uh, just remember us when you're rating things. Uh, super excited today to uh, to have another guest with us and uh, an old friend of mine, and he'll be a friend of yours in just a moment. So I'd like to give a big club welcome to Matthew Barber. Hey. Hey, Matt. How are you? Good. Glad to be here. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Uh, we've talked yeah. about you on the show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I heard that briefly. Uh, I've actually I've listened up to uh, all of your episodes, and I'm I'm super impressed. That's why I was I was glad to be able to come on. Hey, listen, that means an awful lot. Uh, Matt and I are when I say friends, like we're old friends. So if he didn't like it, he wouldn't pull any punches. He would say it straight up on the show. Yep, fair enough. Yeah, so thanks, Matt. That that means an awful lot. Well, why don't we uh, do a little bio on you, Matt, so people know who you are. Uh, Matt is the director of the Teen Challenge Atlantic uh, facility. He oversees the staff along with policies and procedures within Teen Challenge Atlantic, along with overseeing any major projects. Another aspect of his job is outreach and church relations. Matthew has a BA in psychology and a certificate in addiction counseling and is a former youth and family life pastor and is formerly children's and youth outreach pastor at the Church of the Nazarene in Moncton. In response to why Matthew does what he does, he says, I feel called to work at Teen Challenge. I work with men who are earnestly seeking after God. When that happens, then we see a change in their lives. It's a great encouragement for me, and it's awesome to see the way God moves. Now, for those of you that don't know who Teen Challenge is, their mission is to help men and women overcome substance addictions to lead full and productive lives. Teen Challenge is a 12-month faith-based residential alcohol and drug addiction rehabilitation program with centers across all of Canada. Uh, located in, and now the one that Matt is at, is located in a renovated monastery, which I think is super cool, and uh, on 18 acres of meadow, forest, and landscaped garden. Teen Challenge Atlantic has a capacity for 14... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just a second here. No, it's all good. His what? We're not stopping. His don't bother. Don't don't stop your recording. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Matt's wife, to the show. She just kind of came yeah, in. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> hey, Aaron. He said, "Hey, Aaron. Say hello, Aaron." <laughs> well, let's let. Here we go. <laughs> Teen Challenge Atlantic has a capacity for 14 adult men. They also have room for four men in their postgraduate program called Phase 4, where graduates can deepen their recovery, gain valuable work experience, and further plan their transition back into society. I'm going to mention this at the end, but in case you want to look now, www.tcatlantic.ca. So, www.tcatlantic.ca. Matt, that was a big introduction. Well, you know what? Uh, if you've listened to the show, you know I love to have some of the bios for people, and they're an awful lot of fun. Um, yeah, that's excellent. So welcome to the show, and excited to get your opinion on some stuff. Uh, number one, 
I really like Yahoo Answers. Uh, if you've been a listener, then you know that I yeah. love to scour uh, Yahoo Answers for some questions. And so we're going to hit a question here before we get into the serious stuff. And now, in case you've been reading the notes, the italicized text is the context. That's not my answer or, or anything like that. That's what these people have said. So th the question is this. How do you grill cheese? The context is... We're having a dignitary dinner. <laughs> We're having a dignitary dinner tonight, and the main dish is grilled cheese. I put the cheese on the grill, and it melted, and it won't come off the grill. Okay, no, I, I understand this dilemma, and see, I don't even have an issue at all with the fact that they're going to be serving grilled cheese at a dignitary dinner. That's Seriously? not the issue that I have that whatsoever. Was, that was my that was my trip. Like that's what tripped me up. But you go ahead. Yeah. You tell me no, what's going I, on. That's totally acceptable to me. Uh, what the advice that I would give to this individual, uh, and this is through a lived experience, is that you're dealing with the wrong cheese. Um, one word: halloum. All right, Google it, halloum, and it's the cheese. It's actually a really dense cheese. And I know you're looking for a funny answer, but I feel like I have an opportunity to really educate people <laughs> yeah, that's here what, about, about the importance that's what this of is about. Choosing, choosing the right cheese at the right time. And so there's this cheese. It's called halloum. You can get it at your local grocer, and it's, it's a high-density, high-temperature cheese that you can put it right on the barbecue grill and it will not melt. Now you can't leave it there super long, but you can put it on the grill. It'll grill and it will not melt. Uh, also, the reason I got hooked on halloum, that's the slogan, hooked on halloum. Uh, oh dear. It's, 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 uh, it's a good cheese for smoking. So if, you, if you're like, like a smoker where you smoke meat and all that stuff, sure. throw some halloum in. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. Halloum is spelled like balloon. No, wait now. No, balloon. <laughs> yeah, I, I get where you're going with it. Yeah, right. It looks like the word balloon. H-A-L-L-O-O-M. When I was looking at our notes and I saw that you wrote wrong cheese and then this big capitalized halloum, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was like some kind of affirming, you know, like gotcha kind of thing like yeah. halloum you know yeah absolutely that's what yeah. i thought was happening so no, you're I'm, okay I'm, I'm in support i'm in absolute support of this being served at a fancy dinner it just needs to be done right well just because i know you um yep uh, like i know that you've you've been in positions where you've had you know business executives and different people coming to to events for teen challenge at least i believe so uh you guys do some events like that fundraising and yep. different things have you? Would you serve? Remember, you're on. You're on the air. Would you serve a grilled cheese to these people? Not only would I, I have, um, because we're a nonprofit organization, and if I've got, <laughs> yeah, there it if is. I've got dignitaries coming, I'm not serving them steak and lobster. Uh, otherwise, they're not going to write me a check because they already think I have all the money I need. Uh, oh. So I give them grilled cheese and chicken noodle soup. M grilled cheese and chicken noodle soup, uh, or whatever tomato soup we that we. If you're doing well, a grilled cheese, you're going tomato soup. Yeah, I'm not. A, yeah, I'm good with any of them. Okay, listeners, sound off in the comments. Uh, would you go grilled cheese and chicken noodle, or would you go grilled cheese and tomato, or do you have some kind of something totally different? Um, okay, well then, to me, to me, I looked at this and thought, when I've made grilled cheese in the past, I put, you know, I slather a piece of uh, bread with some butter. And I put the cheese slice on the bread and I put it on the grill or, you know, whatever. 
and traditional, and, uh, yeah, it's very, traditional. Right, very very traditional you know it, it's certainly not the high-end grilled cheese i didn't know those existed until today halloom halloom oh well thank you um i can i ask one question that's not on our thing here absolutely this yahoo question was it you it was not me no i wouldn't ask such a question because i already have the answer uh, it was not, and it wasn't me looking for affirmation or anything from someone, some stranger. Uh, no, it's it's a ridiculous question because the answer is simple. Is halloum. it? Yeah, halloum. The range of my cheese, once you get past like craft singles, you know, the cheese slices, I'm in uncharted territory when it comes to cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I had something with pepper in it not that long ago at a wedding, and I'm like, "What is this world? It's a whole new world." Anyway. Oh yeah, no, isn't isn't like aren't cheese slices like those singles? Aren't they like one ingredient away from being the same as the wrapper? Yeah, yeah, in? yeah, yeah. I think they're pretty pretty darn close to being plastic. Yeah. Well, well, there, we've yeah. ruined grilled cheeses. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Matt, will mind uploading ever be possible? Like copying our mind slash brain to a computer, is it possible? And and would we be aware of it? So I could talk about this for a long time. Are you um, kidding? Unfortunately for me, I, I can I can get into these black holes on YouTube sometimes. You know where you start clicking on the suggested videos along oh, the side, yeah. and for some reason they always seem to end up at either like crocodiles eating lions. Or something out completely outrageous, right? Uh, but I actually watched, and it's like probably two or three weeks ago, an interview with Elon Musk. He, I know he's he's in the news right he's, now. Yeah, controversial a, right now. Not yeah. a spo- not a sponsor. Bit of, Sorry, sponsor. Elon. Bit of a bit of a nut bar. But he he's he spent two hours talking about this very topic. I only understood probably about twenty minutes of it. Uh, but if I were Musk, the answer would be. Uh, yes, we can copy our brains uh, to a computer, and would we be aware of it? Only if the machines wanted us to be. That's essentially where he was at. That's terrifying in every. That's, that, that's terrifying. Nightmare material, man. Yeah, absolutely was. So I'm not recommending you go listen to the. I'll make that disclaimer. Don't go listen to the interview because there's some unsavory parts to it, of course. But uh, but it's absolutely. Uh, actually, you know what? There's another thing too. Um, do you remember the the old Christian band Emery? Do you remember those guys? Vaguely, vaguely yeah. remember. Okay, so anyway, they're kind of still around, trying to make a go of it, and they've got a podcast too. And uh, one of the guys is testing out this experiment right now, where he's got a recorder around his neck, and it's on all the time, and he's recording every word he says, because his hope is that someday the technology will catch up, that they will take all of his words. And all of his answers he's given to questions and all of his tendencies. Oh and word. he can like live on forever because computers can analyze how he answered certain questions in certain situations. And and eventually for his great-great-grandkids, they can ask him a question and hear the answer in his voice well, because it's all been recorded. And it was reminding me, I was thinking he's definitely going to try to Tupac this thing where they made Tupac into a... Uh, hologram. A hologram, right? Mm. So, yep. you know, m- maybe this goes deeper than that. Maybe this is how Emery lives on eternally. Y- you know? Maybe. Cause yeah. Eventually all bands break up because they die, yeah. but not... Well, their, their music's not that great, so... Oh, shoot, man. We're tearing apart Elon Musk. We're tearing <laughs> apart... 
I'm just watching those ratings, those those stars yeah. going swiping the other way. Yeah, I'll send you a song to close the show out on from them later oh. on. <laughs> okay. One yeah, well let's let's really put the nail in that coffin. That'd be great. Oh no, like one of their good ones. Oh, okay. Good. I wasn't sure. You were just kind of <laughs> smiling. <laughs> oh shoot. Well, is it ever possible? Will that be possible? It sounds like it's uh, it could be here. If Elon Musk is saying it's possible. Oh, yeah. And it's terrifying that the computers have a choice in whether we're aware, but all right. Artificial intelligence, man. I barely have passable intelligence, so you know what? <laughs> I relate. Uh, well, hey, you know what? Thanks for not throwing me under the bus there. I, I, could, I could see it in your eye. You were... <laughs> well, well, Matt, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to get you on the show beyond being a, a friend of mine is your relationship with Teen Challenge. And really, I've known about Teen Challenge for a while through you and have got to see and meet a lot of the men that have gone through the program. And, uh, and I want you to know, and I'm not, I, wa I want you to know, I really appreciate what you guys do. As, right uh, and I'm not going to go into my own past. Uh, you know my past. Um, but as someone who's kind of been into that scene a little bit in, in, in my past, I have a little appreciation for what these guys go through, certainly not to the extent I'm sure that, that they deal with. Um, but having a Christian organization, a faith-based organization uh, for addiction, you know, um, recovery, I think, I think that's amazing. And I think that's something that we need to be talking about because I don't think people know. I don't think enough people know, you know? Yeah, fair um, enough. And we probably only have like five fans, so uh, at least those five fans are going to get get educated today. Um, so, Matt, I had I had tossed a few questions just kind of onto our paper, and I don't know if there's a, a plug that you would like to do. I would love to give you some time just to talk about Teen Challenge if you want, and and if we kind of need some conversation starters, you know, I've got a few a few things that I could toss out there for you. Sure. No, I'll give a bit of an intro for sure. Um, so I've been, I've been with the organization now for 10 years and, uh, it's, it's been an awesome ride for me because I started off, uh, working evening shifts, um, as community support worker, uh, up until four years ago, four and a half years ago, I had the opportunity, uh, to step into the director's position. And so it's been, um, it's been an awesome experience for me to kind of see every angle and every part of the organization, uh, that we have here in, uh, Teen Challenge Atlantic. I mean, the, for me, the big draw, of course, was the faith-based piece. Um, coming into it, I had no real connection to addiction. You know, it wasn't something that I dealt with in my immediate family. Yeah, uh, it wasn't something even personally that had I had to deal with uh, when we're talking substance abuse and alcohol and and drugs. And so, at first, I mean, stepping into the scene, I was of course a little weary, being unfamiliar, and sure. and of course, all the horror stories. Of course, you can hear about. Uh, those that are addicted. And so uh, coming into it, though, very quickly, I realized that I fit. And it was not so much based on me being able to relate to the guys because I can't. And I need to make sure that that I remind them of that. You know, I, I never want to pretend to relate. Um, but the, my part really comes into effect with I'm more interested in where we're going more so than where we've been. Sure. And mm. so that's 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 kind of where now with that said, we deal with the past. It's absolutely got to be dealt with, you know, and there's a lot of things that have to be worked through and there's counseling that's a part of that. Um, you know, a major part of that, there's education and teaching, 
all thankfully I've been able to be a part of. Um, but really that where are we going is, is kind of the, the big part for me and where I fit in with the organization and with each of our guys. That's very cool, Matt. And I want, I, I want, you to know, I really appreciate what you said about, you don't pretend to, to have walked down the same path with them. I, yeah. I, I being genuine, I think is, is a huge step in gaining trust, yeah. right? So to pretend to be something that you're not is not going to help the situation. Oh, and if anybody's going to sniff out a phony, it's our guys. I mean, they've, they've, sure. had to deal with, they've had to deal with so many different people who've abused them in every way possible that you can imagine. Um, they're, they're a great judge of character. Uh, they, you know, they, well, if, if you talk discernment, I mean, those guys, they, they got it. Uh, and it's really it's about teaching them to use that moving forward in relationships. And But, uh, yeah, you're sunk if you... Uh, if you try to relate when there's nothing there to hang your hat on. For sure. So what was it that connected you initially? What drew you to Teen Challenge? Uh, well, I mean, uh, a free breakfast, really, uh, hey. was kind of what got me there. Wait, hold, I, hold, hold uh, on. What did they serve? <laughs> I can't even remember. Grilled, was it uh, grilled cheese? Was for, no, no. Girl, you don't eat grilled cheese at breakfast. I would agree. Uh, that's, a, that's a fancy meal. <laughs> uh, so... No, I just remember I was uh, pastoring part-time uh, here in town at a local church, and uh, the uh, the pastor was going out for breakfast with a guy that was running a, a drug and alcohol rehab, and he said, do you want to come along? And I said, absolutely, you know, yeah. part-time job, and so I, any free food was good food, and <laughs> it was the current director at the time of uh, Teen Challenge, so met him, he liked me, I guess, and uh, gave me a part-time job out at the center. And it just kind of grew from there. And so, um, I mean, at this point, I'd had my psychology degree. Um, but, I mean, I took psychology because I didn't want to take science, you know. And it sure. was, there was there was no real direction out of that. It was looking like ministry, as in, as in like, church ministry. Um, uh, but here we are today working parachurch and really enjoying, you know, the ministry of Teen Challenge. So, yeah, it was just an opportunity, really. And at the end of the day, I know that God orchestrated that. Um, there's no coincidence in it. And even to where we are today and, you know, where his plan will lead from here on out, I'd love to retire with the organization, of course. Sure. Um, but uh, sure. at the end of the day, where where he leads, I'll trust and and hopefully follow without kicking and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> And anyone that would say that you're not in ministry, uh, I would challenge that a hundred percent. You are. Oh yeah. You are in one hundred percent scriptural ministry for sure. Oh yeah, I would. I'd take up that fight for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, talk talk me through what the program kind of looks like um, for someone that's coming in, and uh, what's your intake like? You know, what what does that look mm -hmm. like? And then and then maybe walk us through what a day looks like as, as much as you can. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, no, Matt. I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep it kind of brief, but, um, so for the intake process, I mean, if there's anybody that's out there that's struggling and, and really does need the help, uh, we've streamlined this process so that it's as easy to get in and as quickly as you want to get in, uh, so long as beds are available. Um, and so there is a little bit of a process. There's an interview that you go through and intake day, you arrive at the center and it is, it's, it's intimidating. It's scary. I mean, the idea of coming from the lifestyle you were in and addiction into a very structured, very routine based faith based, you're there for 12 months. Uh, all mm -hmm. of that is very scary, you know, and it, and it's unsettling. And so 
we try to help the guys out um, any way we can to, to try and help them feel comfortable, you know, and, and honestly, the best and amb- best ambassadors for us are the guys that are already in the program when they can come alongside a guy, you know, somebody that's been in the program for six months, nine months, and they can come alongside and really instantly start to mentor these guys and help them out. So the, the intake process happens quickly. You know, you get your bed and away you go. We're yeah. right into program. Um, so from there, I mean, it's like I said, it's a structured day. You're up at uh, 6.45 in the morning, devotions first thing. After that, you got breakfast, chapel, class, um, work therapy through the afternoons along with your counseling. Uh, your evening's a little more relaxed where you've got um, time of worship, time of prayer, uh, some free time for phone calls and all that kind of stuff, uh, and then lights out by 10. So it's it's structured and it's, it's uh, very driven to be that way because – Routine is healthy, especially for guys who are trying to put together some resemblance of a life that looks absolutely nothing like the old life. And uh, that's kind of your day in, day out. Yeah. yeah. And even for someone not dealing with addiction, routine is healthy. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. If, yeah I, I find when I'm when I'm not in some some resemblance of routine, Everything's a mess. Yeah, and we're going to have an opportunity down later. I think the Wesley question that we're going to look at later speaks to this idea of routine. Um, so for, for someone coming in, Matt, have you noticed, um, I mean, they, they know that, I think generally people have an understanding of what they're coming into when they're going into an addiction center, that they understand that they're, they're going in to get clean. You know, at, at the end of the day, they're wanting to be free from this addiction. Uh, what sets you apart is the faith-based um, part of that. What have you observed in people uh, as they've come in for the, you know, they come in to get clean, and maybe they've been through the government programs or things like that. Have you know, what, what have you noticed, um, you know, has been different for them, maybe in how they react or, or for people coming in, do they, is that, are they standoffish around that or do, do they embrace that? Or is that a case by case, you know? Yeah, it's very much case by case. I mean, you'll get some guys who have been, I mean, we, we get pastors, kids that they've grown up sure. in the church and they've been in church every Sunday. Uh, and then we get the guys who've never stepped foot in a church in their life and have no interest whatsoever mm-hmm. in anything that's got to do with God or Jesus or anything like it. And so we see, and at any given time in the program, we've got guys anywhere on that spectrum, you know, sure. going through the program. Um, so for us, I mean, where we're at, we're we're a non-denominational. There's we're not one denomination that we're we're pushing any type of doctrine or anything like that. Our real goal is to take these guys and to address the whole individual. And so, absolutely, everything we do is is rooted in Christ. It's our foundation is God's word in the Bible. Um, but we also have other tools in our tool belt that work alongside of that and through that. Absolutely. So uh, whether it's our work therapy, where the guys get out, where you learn responsibility, where you learn what it means to swing a hammer, cut grass, actually have a work ethic, that's huge for some guys, and it yes. really can be a big part of it. Our counseling has been a part which uh, of our program, which we've really put a lot of time and effort into in these last few years, where now our counselors are licensed and registered uh, where when the guys come in, they're actually getting therapeutic sessions, counseling sessions with our counselor. And so that's a big part of it. Again, all rooted in Christ, all rooted in God's word. They have counseling sessions with our spiritual formation coach. So there's times for where 
if there's specific questions about their growth and in Christ and, and what it looks like in their life, they have that time, you know, and so there's all kinds of opportunities and it's really, I, I'm not a fan of the word, but it is the holistic approach, you know, where it is right. absolutely the, the physical, the emotional, the mental and the spiritual part of the person. Um, and, and there's a lot of great organizations and, and, and uh, government uh, uh, programs out there that address, you know, three out of the four aspects. Um, but when they're missing the spiritual piece, um, it's really noticed. And, and, our, and it's, that's not coming from me, but that's from anybody who's gone through our program, who's experienced those. And because uh, there's really no tie-in other way, either there's no tie-in for the other three components of the individual without the spiritual piece. So yeah, it's, it's critical in, uh, in growth. So there is no point in our program where we say, all right, now's the time, you know, pray and accept Jesus. And uh, you know, you're going to love him the rest of your life. You know, it, it doesn't work. So we don't do it, you know, but yeah. instead we love these guys. Uh, we try to be Jesus to them in every way we possibly can be. Um, we give them opportunities to experience him, um, in any way you can imagine through church, through outreach, anything like that. Um, and really just trusting God to, to work in the individual's life and change their heart. So, so Matt, I, I know that the, the facility that you're at is for men and, yep. um, there's other facilities all across Canada. Is there, is there a facility or are there programs for women as well? Yes, so we've currently got one um, that's in uh, Aurora, just outside of Toronto. Okay. We have a women's center that's Teen Challenge there. Uh, but uh, very, very shortly, we're going to be up to three women's centers. We have one opening in St. John's, Newfoundland. Um, and i actually just seen they're uh, getting ready to hire now for the director of the Saskatoon Women's Center. So the idea being having a, a women's center in Atlantic, one central, and then uh, one out west. So, yeah, we'll be up to three women's centers here. Um, I can't say for sure, but yeah, not I was, too far from now. I was, I was going to ask you to make sure what you just said, is that okay to go out? Yeah, oh yeah, not too far from now. Yeah. Okay, okay. well, that's fantastic. Um, so it sounds, Matt, like you're doing a, you and, and those around are doing a really good work there. Um, can you talk about, and, and not that I'm trying to boil it down to, to statistics and numbers and, and things like that. Um, I know that there are people that, that operate like that, that want to kind of hear the percentages and things like that. Do you just, you know, I've seen in the past, I can't remember, and I didn't pull it up in time. I've, I've kind of seen that, if you want to call it the success percentage yeah. of, of those that have come through your program, maybe versus others, and not to be disparaging on other programs. And thank you for those that, that do. Um, but what's it been like for you guys? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, we, we do have a high success rate for sure. Um, here's the tricky part. Anytime you talk about that is that when you're dealing with individuals, when they enter into the program, what they see as successful, may be very, very different yeah. compared to the next guy that enters the program. Yeah. And so for us, it's, it is a difficult thing because we can't say there's no checklist of, okay, they accepted Jesus success, or they've been sober for 15 years success, or they got a job success, you know? And so there's, there's a lot of different aspects to look at as far as what makes an individual successful. Certainly. Um, so the, the, the boil down answer is whatever goals they set for themselves in coming into our program, if they achieve that, that's a success. Now, 
for the statistics that people always like to look at, and of course, marketing loves to be able to peddle. Sure. Um, there's, we don't look at necessarily anymore. I mean, there was a time where we looked at, you know, 80% of graduates are still clean, you know, five years after graduating the Teen Challenge program. And that, that was the number. It was 78 to 82%. Uh, we've stopped looking at it like that um, for a lot of the reasons I've kind of already said. But now what we look at is, you know, is the individual um, involved with uh, peer accountability at least once a week? Is the individual um, making an effort to become involved in their church? Is the individual um, dealing with legal issues that may be haunting them from the past? Is the individual entering into education or employment? Uh, what's their housing situation? And so we're, we've done a study and they're still trying to put out all the kind of the finished numbers of it, but that's really the way that we're uh, kind of gearing ourselves as far as what do we see as a successful individual coming through the Teen Challenge program. So it sounds like success is almost based on, if I could really boil that down, um, that they're not living for the past anymore. They're actually they're actually living for the future. They're, they're dealing with the things that, that you need to deal with and, and move, yeah. moving forward, you're, you're seeing that forward momentum and that growth. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's well put, actually, the way you said that. Um, yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, 12 months sounds like a really long time to be in a program. Uh, but when you're talking about 20 years of addiction yeah, uh, and the rest of your life to live, I mean, you have to work every day to grow in your relationship with Christ. And that's everybody. That's right. Um, but also, when you're talking about sobriety, it's, it's a conscious decision that you have to make um, right from the people you hang out with, the type of jobs you take, uh, right through to the neighborhood you choose to live in. If you go back home, if you don't, there's a lot to it. And yes. So, yeah, it's are you taking the steps each and every day uh, to to give yourself the absolute best opportunity to be successful? Well, and, and we're people of pattern, right? Like we talked a little bit about routine a minute ago. The reality is, is people got into a routine that was destructive. And so to, yep. to leave your program and to go right back into the same pattern and routine will lead them down the same path. So yep. it's about setting up those new, you know, those new patterns, those new routines that are healthy. Um, Matt, kind of wrapping, getting close to wrapping up this little part. Sure. Uh, how, how can we, how can I, what, what can I do? You know, what can I do to, to support Teen Challenge as a ministry, as an, as an organization? What can I do? Is there a way that I can be involved? Talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's all kinds of different ways, of course. Uh, and we've got centers all the way across Canada. So if there's people, and, and the United States. And so uh, if there's people who are listening to this across Canada, you know, it's not just Teen Challenge Atlantic. You can look up your nearest center. Uh, of course, there's always financial ways to be able to give. As a nonprofit, we get no government funding, and so we run solely on that of donations. Um, so if that's an area where God's blessed you, hey, pass it on. Um, in other Absolutely. ways, of, of course, I mean, fellowship is a big thing for our guys, especially giving them the opportunity to see what a healthy individual in Christ looks like. And so uh, being able to come alongside some of our guys, it, maybe that's volunteering at your local center to drive to appointments, or if it's to come in and lead a Bible study, or if it's to teach a financial class, or teach guys how to do resumes, whatever it looks like. Um, wherever you're skilled, get involved as far as that goes. We've got outreaches, so if you're a pastor um, or you're a leader in your church, um, we come in on Sunday mornings and we share. We were at your church not so long ago, Brad, yep. uh, where the guys come in, share their testimonies, share their stories. We talk about the program. 
Um, and there's an opportunity to partner with us there in our sponsorship. So yeah, donations are big. Not not even just monetary, but if it's food, supplies, your time, all of that. Um, we often tell people is whatever you use in your household, uh, we use 24 times that in the round oh, of a month. Dear. Yeah, so, really. So I mean, whatever you think people are lost for ways to give, uh, that's a pretty good uh, pretty good way to. Uh, Make a decision. I would encourage anyone that's listening, if you have any pull with your church at all, um, bring Teen Challenge in. You know, you mentioned it a second ago. You guys were in Oxford and, and you'd been there a couple of years before. Um, mm. And one of my favorite things, both times that you guys have been here, I really appreciated the service and everything that you brought. What I appreciated the most was when church was over, um, we kind we just hosted up like a barbecue in my yard, right? And and it was it was just talking with the guys. It was just, yeah, just <laughs> no pressure, no stage, no anything, just, Hey, I'm Brad and Hey, I'm, yeah. you know, whoever. And then we just, you just talk. And that's the stuff that our guys enjoy more than anything right. you know, is being able to feel like they're part of this community, part of the body of Christ and the pressure's off. And yeah. And with people, cause I mean, they've just shared their testimony. So here, everybody knows everything they've done and everything they've been involved in yet all they're seeing is love and acceptance. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's huge powerful. for our guys. Yep. That's fantastic. Well, Matt, um, is there anything else that you want to throw out before I ask you my last question in relation to Teen Challenge? No, I think that's pretty good. I think we covered the bases. I mean, I'd encourage anybody, if you know somebody that is, is struggling or, or um, if you yourself are struggling to reach out to somebody, your local church or Teen Challenge. There's all, all kinds of other great organizations too uh, across Canada, faith-based ones that are working with uh, people in addictions. But uh, yeah, don't wait. Don't put it off till tomorrow. If, if you need help, then uh, yeah, make the move. That was going to be my question, Matt. So thank you so much. Oh, right on. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time for our Not A Sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we really like but won't support us financially. Nobody does I'm extremely excited to bring our Not A Sponsor today, and I'm not sure why I haven't brought it sooner. It is Anchor, the podcasting host of this episode. Um, Anchor is the platform that we use to put our podcast, the Oxford Holy Club, out into the world. You can record from anywhere. There's an episode builder, creation tools, editing tools, unlimited free hosting, one-click distribution, podcast with your friends. There are straightforward analytics. It used to be that you would pay amazing amounts of money for hosting. For You would record your content, you'd send it to somebody, they would hold it and put it out there for you and they would charge you. Anchor does all of that for free because they have a model where they want to work with you and eventually help you monetize your podcast so they make a little bit and you make a little bit off it. It is amazing. We could not do this podcast without Anchor. They were able to get all of this out to iTunes and Google and made it so simple for us. And in my opinion, nobody does it better at making this podcast available to you than Anchor. Nobody does it better. 
Well, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. And uh, Matt, one of the things that we do on the show is we want to look at one of the questions that Charles and, and John Wesley and their accountability group would ask each other. Um, this is kind of our Wesley question segment. And they would ask these questions. Um, there was a group of them that got together. They would ask 22 questions every time they got together uh, as an accountability group to keep each other accountable to each other and to God. And so we're going through these questions one at a time. And, uh, and today the question is, and I picked it specifically because I knew that you would be on the show. It is, mm -hmm. do I get to bed on time and get up on time? Now just knee jerk reaction. What's your thought on that question? These are grown men asking each other this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't unfortunately as often as I would like to. Uh, but I think it's critical. I mean, it's in every aspect of our life. I think that, uh, and, and for, um, yeah, from a couple of different angles, it's, it's uh, very important. Yeah. I, I would unfortunately have to agree with you, uh, generally. And we were just talking in, we were talking during the break, during the spot, not a sponsor break, uh, yes. right. Uh, about like for me, man, it, it's generally midnight before my night's over and and then I'm up at six. So that's been the routine for a while. So I'm kind of used to it. But but do I feel like I'm getting enough rest? Not so much. Not right now at this stage of my life. Yeah. Uh, um, but I would agree. I think this is an interesting question um, because we were talking earlier when you were talking about Teen Challenge, we talked about routine. And, and, and to me, I look at this question, do I get to bed on time and get up on time? I, I look at this as, a, as an issue of routine and, and, and as we're going to explore about our spiritual, mental, physical health in every way that holistic, I'm air quoting listener, that holistic yep. approach, this ties in with it. Um, yep. And so Matt, I see that you've put a couple of notes in. Uh, did you want to hit on some of those things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were talking about uh, getting on, getting up on time, get, going to bed on time. I mean, it, what it is is it's it's critical that if if you if you're not consistent in the time that you rise, um, then your routine is already not a routine. Um, right. You know, it's things have already been randomized, and and that brings potential chaos. And so, the idea of it is finding out first of all, um, kind of what your sweet spot is for sleep. And so, that mm -hmm. um, was. Oh, maybe a year ago or so, I was doing a ton of reading on sleep uh, and just this idea of what's the right amount of sleep. You've kind of always heard eight hours, yep. um, which I think is a typical average for people. Sure. Um, but for me, I found um, after really what it was, was experimenting for a few weeks. Of, 14. You know, going to bed. And is it 14 up hours? At different times. Uh, for, I wish. <laughs> uh, it's seven hours is my sweet spot for okay. sleep. If I if I get eight hours of sleep, I find I'm groggy all through the morning that okay. I, I've had I've, I've had too much sleep. But if I get much less than seven hours, now I usually find myself around six and a half hours. Um, I, it has the same effect as oversleeping, and so yeah, that seven hour mark is kind of spot on for me. Everybody's different though, and you know you need to play around with it to find out. But in order to get the right amount of time, and so once you know how much sleep you need. You then need to be able to figure out when is your optimal uh, time. You know when when are you most productive, and from there you can set your priorities. So one of the greatest tools that I had in all this process was uh, from Kerry Newhoff. Um, he's a pastor in Ontario who's big into leadership, um, and so he actually has this course called the High Impact Leader, 
which I really recommend mm-hmm, uh, I've heard to anybody it. check out. And so the first probably three or four units that you go through on this course is just that. It's figuring out your sleep patterns. It's about mm-hmm. figuring out your priorities for your day and then plugging those into the right time slots. So, for example, um, for him, um, it's he rises at like 4 a.m., um, you know, which means in order to get his, let's say, eight hours, well, he's in bed by 8 p.m., sure. you know, and so he's in bed at 8 p.m., up at 4 a.m., devotional first thing, and I don't know if this is exactly his thing, but in general, and then the biggest things that he avoids at that time are emails and phone calls because, one, nobody else is up that early sending them, yeah. uh, and two, those are kind of low-focus, low-energy tasks. So in your morning, if you're more creative, well, that's the time you need to spend working on some of your more critical things that require your creativity. And so, I mean, right down to the time you spend in your devotions. You could, To take it back to the Teen Challenge, you talk to any guy who's done the whole program, graduated our program, and has fallen back into his addiction. And I kid you not, 99% of them, if not 100, will tell you that the first thing they stopped doing was their devotions first oh, thing yeah. in the morning. Oh, yeah. And, and, and from there, they said it was just a... Uh, uh, a slippery slope, you know, things started to go out the window. And so, so it's, it's huge to be able to get started, you know, to be able to avoid distractions, to be able to properly lay out your routine for the day, everything from time with family to meal times to, you know, there's all kinds of parts of our day and so it's scheduling them properly. So one of the things that we talk about with our guys, uh, and you and I have talked about it, uh, to an extent is this idea of HALT, H-A-L-T. Well, now what and, does, what uh, does that mean? So it's it's uh, the acronym of hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Yeah. And so if you're any one or more of these things, if either if you're hungry, if you're angry, if you're lonely, or if you're tired, uh, it almost puts you at a disadvantage when it comes to decision making, uh, and anything else. Whether you're talking about productivity, whether you're talking about uh, best choices, all of these types of things. So you can think of any example when you're really hungry you're probably going to pick the fastest thing you can eat. And usually the fastest thing you can eat is McDonald's. And that's not very healthy. It's not very wise, right? When you're angry, that's a that's a quick, that's typically a reactionary type of emotion, right? So it's sure. not something that's thought through. Again, not a great result. Loneliness, it can lead to all kinds of things. You know what I mean? So if you find yourself in loneliness, that means your accountability is very low. It means you don't have the relationships in your life that you know we need mm-hmm. in our lives in order to keep us fulfilled and um, and again, bad decisions come out of that and tired, which is a huge one. So, I mean, nothing good happens after midnight is what we tell our guys. And so this whole idea of if you're tired, if you're run down, you're, you're not making wise decisions. You're not sharp like you should be or could be, you know, and it all comes back to this idea of routine, sleep, healthy amount of rest and being prepared. So. Um, yeah, I think it's a fantastic question that they asked a critical one, really, because if you don't get sleep, doesn't matter what other questions you ask throughout the day, uh, you probably didn't perform or probably didn't uh, do things the way that you probably could have. Yeah, you're right. I um, when I saw this question, I thought, okay, uh, I can't think of any scripture specifically offhand that where you know Jesus said, "Go to bed at this time and, and get up at this time," or you know, a scripture specifically that talks about um, sleep in in this in this context. Certainly, there is scripture all throughout the Bible where you can see different people that are asleep, you know, we're not going down that path. You know, Jesus, Jesus himself slept fully God, fully man. And he would go to places to find rest. 
So, you know, scripturally speaking, there's certainly a case for the fact that we need to recharge our bodies. We need, we need to do that. Um, and you know, I was thinking as you were going through halt, I was thinking of tired, you mentioned McDonald's, not a sponsor, and they certainly won't be after this, but when I eat McDonald's, man, sometimes it makes me tired. Like, Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And so you can get, you can, you can very much get in this cyclical uh, routine of just, you know, you're eating stuff that's making you tired and, and, and you're now you're ticked off because you're tired and because you're so ticked off, no one wants to be around you. So now you're lonely. So you eat and then you, you see what we did there. Anyway, it's all connected. It is not good. Do not get into that. But I was, you know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about halt and I was thinking about, um, being tired and, and all that. And I know for me, especially since we had kids, I didn't know that, and this is going to sound awful. I didn't know I had a temper until we had children. Mm-hmm. And, and that came out because I was really tired. I found that I wasn't getting sleep, uh, nearly like I used to anymore. My routine was really off and, and my kid's routine was off and there was a whole journey that we've gone on and maybe someday I'll talk about that, but it's not fun and, or entertaining. Um, but I found that, that it, it not sleeping and the lack of sleep wrecked my, uh, my spiritual life because I was so tired when I would get up in the morning, it was just all I could do to get the kids out the door without fighting. And, and I didn't like, I felt like I didn't have the time now to put into devotional, to put into, you know, all that. It's like, okay, I got to get this done and get to work and I got to get cleaned up and I got to, you know, all this stuff. And it messes up your priorities. You, you know, you talked about that a second ago. Um, it, this thought just popped into my mind because I, I just said it, but yeah, and maybe you've said it, I don't know. Do you ever say or think, you know, I just don't have the time or, mm. right? The reality is we all have the same amount of time. So if someone tells you they're, you know, they don't have time to do something, well, that's not the truth. We're prioritizing yep. differently. Um, but anyway, you know, do I, do I get to bed on time and get up on time? It is crucial. If, if we're to live, uh, to me, if, if we're going to live successful spiritual lives, you know, of holiness, of walking in the spirit, then, then our rest, renewing our body, you know, is, is super important to that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can look in, uh, in Galatians 5, uh, where it talks about, uh, the fruit of the spirit and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and I'm not going to go through the whole scripture. You can listen if you want to look that up. Galatians five. The reason I say that is because of this. When I, when I think about when I'm tired, uh, Galatians five sixteen. you know, and, and then following it, it lists all these different things about, you know, the evidence of the flesh of, of when we're doing things that we're not supposed to be doing. And when I look at those things, I'm like, okay, unfortunately, I've, you know, I can put a check mark on an awful lot of those. And, and it's because I'm run down a lot of it. When I look at some of these things, I go, man, these things happen because I'm exhausted, because I don't have the energy. I don't feel like I can fight. And, and then I look down at the, you know, the fruits of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, um, how am I going to accomplish those things if I'm dragging it? You know, certainly it's not by our power. It's through the Holy spirit, but let's, you know, let's get that sleep. How's yeah. that? How's it's that? A, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, uh, and it's about being disciplined really, you know, cause tying in what you're saying from the scripture, 
um, about, you know, setting boundaries for yourself, saying, I will be disciplined and I will be in bed at 10 p.m. tonight or whatever it looks like, you know. And, yeah, it's a big part of it. And Sabbath, I mean, that's that's the whole concept of rest, and it was built yeah. into us. So. Yeah, I mean, God rested on the seventh day. Did he need to? No, he's, he's God, but he set the example for us that rest is an important part of our life. Matt, great, great point on that. Um, so I know that right now, I think I found that sweet spot that you talked about. Uh, uh, usually after 11, uh, I generally head back home and, uh, you know, get into bed, maybe watch a YouTube video. My YouTube videos, my suggested usually winds up on some kind of like Penn and Teller, not a sponsored magic thing. Oh yeah. Right. I, yeah. Can't, I can't stop right now. That foolish show. My goodness. Yeah. You know what? I lately, I don't know what's up with YouTube. But lately, everything I end up on is like bullfighting. I don't know how it gets there, but like it's just like and and do some reading on bullfighting, man. It's not it's not cool. Maybe like I I thought like bullfighting is like wow, that's such a cool thing, man. They kill the bulls, every one of them. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, do some reading. It's it'll uh, it'll rock you. But uh, yeah, bullfighting. That's where YouTube seems to end up a lot for me lately. I don't know. What was there's a there's a movie on netflix about a bull uh, oh oh uh oh if you said his name i'd know it because i've watched a ton of them yeah of the youtube videos he's like the one that they keep letting go like the, the crowd like votes you know like in the in gladiator where they try and get caesar to vote ferdinand thumbs up thumbs down oh no no we're not even talking about the same thing no no we're not we're definitely we're not about, you're talking about a disney movie i'm talking about a disney cartoon movie <laughs> I'm talking about, called ferdinand slaughtering bulls you're talking about ferdinand <laughs> Well, because in Ferdinand, that's the big reveal. Uh, oh, shoot. It, listen, when did that movie come out? Is it, has the statute of limitations been lifted on uh, uh, release date, December 8th, 2017? Yeah, so the whole point of this movie is is that they all think it's this glorious thing to go fight the matador, right? And then yeah. Ferdinand discovers, he discovers all like the horns of all the bulls that, that the matador has killed. On, and it's this big reveal, so I'm sitting there with my children right watching this movie and all of a sudden they realize that every bull dies oh listen do you know what and do you want to even know what the worst part is it's not even if the bull dies because that's like that's the most humane part of the whole thing it's like what they do to the bull in preparation for the fight oh yeah it's oh, yeah, i'm not even going to get into it cuz that i'll just like they stuff cotton balls up their nose so they can't breathe what? oh and that's and that's my oh i kid you not man yeah, go read up on it. We'll we'll do a whole podcast on it. Actually, you don't want to know where I first got into it is the Things You Should Know podcast, and they do a whole one on bullfighting. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. bullfighting is definitely going to make the title of this episode. Yeah, man. Oh man. <laughs> um, Matt, I do have one other question for you before we start wrapping this thing up. Sure. What's better, pancakes or waffles? <sighs> um, now hold on it, before you answer. Yeah, I I did a little boobity boop research, and uh, a pancake, a thin yep. flat cake of batter, usually fried yep. and turned in a pan. Pancakes are usually eaten with syrup or rolled up with a filling. Oh, yeah. Waffle, a crisp cake or batter baked in a waffle iron. Also. <laughs> Another, it, apparently it's a verb as well, um, to talk or write foolishly, but I don't think that's what we're talking about here. No, no. Okay. Crisp cake or batter baked in a waffle iron 
or a thin flat cake of batter, usually fried. So baked or fried, it's the big debate, I guess. What's better, pancakes or waffles? It it it's, it depends. So oh, this, this come answer, on. No, no. Listen, I got I got explanations because this answer isn't as straightforward as straightforward as halloum. Uh, but instead, it's uh, the uh, it's not as straightforward. Shalom uh, sure to you we, as well. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm sure if we just kept saying halloum, halloum over again, uh, people think we're speaking in tongues. But anyway, the uh, this whole idea of the the pancake or waffle it depends, and what it comes down to ties in very well. What we talk about it depends on how much time you have, because a waffle can be tossed into the toaster and prepared. So if I'm Monday to Friday, a toaster. Oh, Eggos. Eggos are waffles. And so that's about as classy as things get at the barber household. Grilled um, cheese and, and Eggos. So my, my, Monday to, my Monday to Friday, <laughs> my Monday to Friday are, would, be, would be waffles because you put them in the toaster. But pancakes are very special to me because every Saturday morning I make breakfast and it's, it's pancakes and fruit and bacon, the whole thing. And so, so I, think, I think both are critical um, depending on the amount of time you have and um, you know, I, I put the same toppings on, on both of uh, a pancake and a waffle. So it really comes down to just how much time do you have? Okay. Um, we used to have waffles and apparently I, I was told actually this week that I had broken the waffle iron. I didn't, number one, didn't know we had one. Wow. But it's your fault. But I broke it. Um, so pancakes are better cause that's all we have. <laughs> You can't make waffles. We can't make the waffles. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Yep. Um, before we sign off, I'm looking for a, uh, a, a music and book recommendation from you. I've given okay. mine before, so I'm not going to give mine again. But uh, something that you've been reading and something that you've been listening to that you could recommend to the listeners at home. All right. I would, I'd go with, let me see, I read, I read these two this summer. Books, um, I don't know if anybody else has recommended it. Everybody Always uh, by Bob Goff. Um, awesome book. So he, he wrote Love Does uh, a few years ago, uh, not to be confused with Love Wins, yeah. but uh, Love Love Does by Bob Goff. Uh, and uh, yeah, excellent. But And, and Love, Love Does was a good book, but Everybody Always, phenomenal. You laugh through the whole thing, and yeah, it, it, it's a little bit emotional. Um, but it's, it's a great story. Uh, so that, and then the other one I read this summer is boundaries with kids, uh, by cloud and Townsend. And now they've got probably, oh, I'd say at least seven or eight different versions of this book. So even if you don't have kids, you can go find the original, uh, just boundaries book. And it's fantastic. We use it, uh, at our center for our guys as a required reading, Oh, but they've got everything. It's Boundaries with teenagers, boundaries for singles, boundaries for anyway. It's excellent, excellent material uh, from uh, Doctor Cloud in town, Doctor Townsend. Uh, so those are good reads. Uh, as far as music, um, this this guy hasn't put any new music out in a few years, but I'm on a Josh Gerl's kick. If anybody listens to any of his stuff, uh, it's kind of like a folky rocky rappy it's hard to, ex- wow, hard to explain wow you just you really just kind of covered the genres there hard, hard, hard to explain but anyway listen to it uh if you like good old rock and roll uh Greta Van Fleet pretty catchy stuff um and then there's actually two new songs just came out last week from POD and are you, uh, are you kidding <laughs> i saw that on the notes 
Like and new songs? Actually, they're really, I think one of the songs is called like something circles or <laughs> something, something circles. I can't remember what it was, but it was a catchy tune. Um, you have to look at it. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Me too. It was, it was a good song, uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, check it out. So POD has got a couple of, uh, of new tunes out. Yeah. Here we go. Rocking with the best and uh, circles. Yeah. There you go. All right. I'm going to give those a download. Yeah. Thank you, Spotify, not a sponsor. So those would be, uh, those would be my couple of, couple of picks. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Matt, for being on the show. And thank you, listener, for taking the time to listen. Remember, you can send in any of your questions to us at Facebook, Twitter, and our Instagram at Oxford Holy Club. Now, the Instagram is new, uh, and we're looking to do some behind-the-scenes stuff with that, hopefully engage with you a little bit more through that. Uh, Remember that you can also email us at OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. We would really love to get some of your questions in and be able to take some time to, uh, to help each other out. Uh, remember, you can check out Teen Challenge at www.tcatlantic.ca. You can follow them on Twitter at Teen Challenge CA. You can follow them on, I'm going through them all, Matt. Facebook, Sounds good. Teen Challenge Atlantic Men's Center, spelled the Canadian way, C-E-N-T-R-E. YouTube, Teen Challenge Canada. Now, I will say, Matt, the last yeah, video... Yeah, no, don't, don't go to our YouTube channel. I don't even know who made that. Seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, Vimeo. Go to our Vimeo. Actually, if you go to our Vimeo, um, there are some great testimonies on there, like some like professionally done um, testimonies from some of our past grads. Check okay. that out on Vimeo. All right, so you're going to head on over to Vimeo. Good news, it is the same username. Teen Challenge Canada, Vimeo. You can also email them at info at tcatlantic.ca. And I want to give you this phone number, 1-800-965-7170. It is a toll-free number. If you are dealing with addiction or know someone that is, I would encourage you to call that number, 1-800-965-7170, and begin the road to recovery. I want you to know that you'll be greeted by the biggest beard and smile with Matt Barber if you go to TC Atlantic. Uh-huh. And and uh, Matt, thanks again. Is there anything, one last thing from you? No, it's been a pleasure. Keep it up, man. The podcast is uh, a lot of fun. I know I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks again, Matt, for being here. Well, listener, until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.